Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Are you stuck indoors, high on wildfire smoke and accounting blogs? It's time to let some fresh thinking into the room. Welcome to Smart Strategy for CPAs, where I help you work less and earn more. My name is Geraldine Carter. Here's what I'm seeing. Guidance and wisdom in the accounting industry tends to be provided by accountants and CPAs. There's a notable absence of expertise and wisdom from thought leaders outside the accounting industry, from people who have nothing that even resembles an accounting degree. Why is this important? In order for any profession to advance, it needs to have conventional thinking be challenged. And the best people to challenge conventional thinking are those who have never been taught to believe the conventional thinking in the first place. It's much more challenging to overcome conventional thinking that you have already bought into. You have to first unlearn something that you believe to be true. Why do we cling to our views so tenaciously after they're formed? Psychologists attribute this to at least two phenomena. One is self-affirmation and the other is cultural cognition. Not going to get into it, but both of these concepts suggest that we cling to our views because the walls of our opinions are like battlements that keep the good guys on the inside safe from the enemy on the outside, all those dopes with different opinions. The problem is that when you have these walls set up, you don't allow in new information that would actually be good for you. Knowing this makes it extra important to be intentional about listening to people outside the profession and to welcome them as observers and commentators so that you on the inside of the profession can benefit from fresh thinking. So here are a couple of examples of so-called insider thinking that have recently tripped my radar that have made me go, wait, what? What now? What did they just say? One example is that I was recently listening to a podcast for CPAs, a podcast that I love and enjoy, and the hosts cited this survey from bill.com and cpa.com. And here's the high level on the report. They say, together with cpa.com and the Hinge Research Institute, we surveyed more than 650 accountants and business professionals who purchased accounting firm services to identify benchmarks and emerging trends that capture the current and future state of the profession. Our goal, to provide you with the foundation of insight you need to thrive as our profession continues to evolve. Did you hear that? The foundation of insight, right? So we go into the report and it's 38 pages long, so I'll spare you. I'm only going to focus on one example. In the report, they say that firms who offer advisory services 
increase their client revenue by 50%. 50%. That should seem like a lot. But when I heard this and I imagined CPAs listening and thinking to themselves, yes, I'll price my advisory services 50% higher than my back office services. I just about threw my earbuds at the wall. I was like, wait, what? Don't these people listen to my show? Aren't these people smart like you? So here's the truth about that. My clients, when they shift into advisory services, take a guess at what their percentage rate increase is. Ready? Here's the answer. We don't calculate it in a percentage because it's not useful. Their rates increase by multiples, by factors, anywhere from three times to 13 times what they had been charging. 3x to 13x, that's the multiple, compared to one half x for those in the survey. And of course, you should ask about these data. You should wonder. They are the four most recent client conversions across three of my clients. More specifically, those four clients converted their clients at 13x, 12x, 9x, and 3x. And these three clients I've been working with for only between three and six months. So you can see the problem. When this survey lists 50% increase in advisory services, I don't want you nodding along and thinking that one half X is an okay markup for your advisory services when you could easily get to three X or 13 X or more, depending on who is currently in your client roster. Let me give you another example. I've been trying to get a read on average margins in the industry and everything I can find seems to come back to about 19% for accountants. I'm not convinced of the accuracy of these data because most people I talk to are at least in the 40s, if not well into the 60s or 70s when it comes to margins. But let's just go with this 19% margins for accounting firms for now. And here are two different headlines about the same report. The first one is from CPA Practice Advisor, a publication I enjoy reading. The headline is, Accounting and tax firms top the list of most profitable industries. When I open up this article and I look at it, what I see is that the industries underneath accounting firms to be compared to are also broken industries. Right under accounting is legal, which we know also has a broken business model that's broken in similar ways as the accounting business model, namely in that the primary pricing strategy is based on the hour. Legal has the added bonus of going for the jugular where firms try to bleed each other dry on pricing. Accounting doesn't do that. But this is not a helpful benchmark. Under legal are a host of medical industries, and we know that medical struggles with their business model, they can't decide if they want to be for-profit, not-for-profit, government, or whatever. And not only can medical not decide what business model it should use, but it's also, in many ways, rotten at the core, right? So this also is not a useful comparison. And then there are a host of real estate type of businesses, which also have this odd commission-based model that is a completely bizarro setup. So the problem with this article 
listing accounting firms as one of the most profitable industries makes you go, well, yeah, uh, who, who am I being compared to? And by comparison, I'm not sure that I like what you're being compared to. So the other headline for the exact same report was in CPA Trendlines, also a publication I enjoy reading. And the headline is, if you're not getting margins like these, then your CPA firm might be below average. The problem with this framing is that anchoring your point of view around the 19% margin sets you up to compare whether or not you are better than average. And what this misses out on is focusing your attention on simply asking better questions. Like, how many things can I think of that I could do to increase my margins? Or if my dog's life depended on it and I had to get my margins to 60% by next week, what would I do? Or what are the top three things that drag my margins down? Or who are the CPAs with the highest margins and how can I find them so that I can learn how they do it? Better questions are framed around how do I get my margins as high as possible rather than anchoring your point of view around 19%. Taken together, these two articles, they both orient your field of view toward what currently exists or what has existed in the past, rather than orienting your field of view toward what you want to create in the future. And when I say it that way, I think, well, that's what accountants do. So it makes sense that they would think of it that way. And that's the danger in listening only to accountants for wisdom. Regardless of what they're thinking about, they're still thinking about it in accountant-type ways. So whether they're thinking about numbers or thinking about concepts, their way of thinking reverts to reporting on what has happened in the past, rather than what can be created in the future. Now, I'm not saying don't read any of this stuff. What I am saying is when you do read it, think beyond the perspectives that the industry typically shares with you. I want you listening to voices outside the accounting space so that you can rise above the din of the same same and expose yourself to completely different viewpoints and ways of thinking. Now, obviously, subscribe and keep listening to me. And if you're looking for inspiration, for some other fresh thinking and voices, here are some of my favorites. Try Seth Godin. He has a brilliant business mind. <clears throat> P.S. He mentioned me from the TED stage. Try Jonathan Stark. He's a former software developer turned consultant, and his Ditching the Hourly podcast is a great way to shift your frame of mind on pricing. And he was just on this podcast two episodes back, so go have a listen to episode 106. You might try Elizabeth Gilbert, and yes, Elizabeth Gilbert, for having the courage to be creative. Because if you want to get your margins over 75%, you're going to need to get creative well beyond what you were taught in school. And being creative isn't any scarier than swimming in seaweed. Swimming in seaweed is not in and of itself dangerous, but you can get all up in your head about it and convince yourself that it is the most terrifying and slimy activity you could ever do, and the mere thought of it sends shivers down your spine. When you listen to leading voices outside the accounting profession, you're exposed to fresh perspectives, 
And when you apply fresh perspectives to your work, you advance your business. And when you advance your business, your clients get more value. And when the value you provide to your clients increases, your rates increase. And when your rates increase, you don't have to work as much. And that is how you get your time back. Now, I want to hear from you. What fresh perspectives have recently shifted your business? Check out the LinkedIn post created specifically for this episode and leave your insights there so we can pass the brilliance around. If you want fresh perspectives directly from me, check out two free upcoming trainings I'm hosting. The first one's on October 22nd. It's a free training called Give Up Calculating Dollars Per Hour, How to Begin the Shift to Value Pricing. And the second is on November 19th, where we have Accountants Anonymous. The title for this one is Guilty of Terrible Website Copy, 10 Phrases to Scrub from Your Website Right Away. You can find out more about both of these at my website, shethinksbigcoaching.com. That's it from me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.